Bitterness and anger. When our children see us so bitter or so angry or so upset, we need to talk about that. And one of the things we need to talk about is the root of that. Teaching our children to forgive other people. You're listening to Parenting on Purpose with Dr. Bob Barnes from Sheridan House Family Ministries. I'm Ruthie J., your host. And this week, I guess we're going to touch on this topic that is huge for adults, but we kind of think, all right, is it really that big of a deal for kids teaching forgiveness? Well, we have 12 licensed therapists here. I think our counseling center is full of people who who don't know how to forgive, don't know how to forgive what's been done to them, don't know how to forgive people around them. We're a right people off culture. Mm-hmm. We're a, you're a dead to me culture. We're a culture that makes makes decisions. I'm not pursuing this relationship. We're a fence builder culture. We don't even have our porches on the front of our house anymore. They're on the back with a fence around our house. Aren't forgiving the people around us. We're, our children are watching us not forgive the people around us. And there's some strategic verses uh, about that, many, 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 many verses that are very, very interesting. I mean, it kind of boils down to this, where Jesus gives the Lord's Prayer. They come to Jesus and they ask him, what should we be doing? How do we pray? And he says, when you pray, pray like this. And we all know the Lord's Prayer. And he gives the Lord's Prayer. And then part of the Lord's Prayer is forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And then of all the things in the Lord's Prayer, there's only one footnote. There's only one verse that has a follow-up verse. And it kind of goes like this. And forgive us our sins as we have forgiven those who sin against us and don't let us yield to temptation but rescue us from the evil one and then the very next verse is if you forgive those who sin against you your heavenly father will forgive you but if you refuse and that's the key if you refuse which means i have the ability i just have to make the choice if i refuse to forgive others your father will not forgive you of your sins there's a real demand here as a christian it's almost like how can you not after after what you've been forgiven of, this has to be taught, and this has to be taught by this has to be seen. Mm-hmm. And as we do this as parents, our children need to see us forgive. But we will never do this, and we will never make it as part of our our training process if we don't realize how incredibly important this is. There is no room for bitterness and anger, but. Lack of forgiveness builds it up and builds it up and builds it up where I'm not a forgiving person. Mm -hmm. I think as adults, when you've, you know, you're saved, you believe in Jesus Christ, you know, your sins have been forgiven. You have a concept of forgiving others. When you've royally messed up, I think sometimes those are the ones that give grace so much because they know they've gotten it as well. Like you royally messed up in life. But how do you teach that then to your kids so they don't have to experience something to fully understand the depth of forgiveness? Does that make sense? Oh, I hear what you're saying. Um, On the flip side of your first illustration, um, Rosemary uh, has been forgiven of her sins. If there are any, I'm sure there are. Um, I can't, you know, (laughs) the only sin I could imagine is her being late to something. I I can't imagine (laughs) what else it would be. Um, But she better than me understands um, forgiveness. And this was a huge issue of my life and the lack of forgiveness I had for some issues of family members in the past as a child growing up. And so I was very, 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 very angry. And so I, on the flip side, opposite of Rosemary, I have been forgiven of so much by God coming to Christ as a 21 year old. I've been forgiven of so much, but then giving it back out, mm. uh, you know, from whom much is, is given, much is required to 
give it back out was a long process for me. And because I didn't learn how to forgive, probably the biggest issue in my life has never been uh, bitterness. Uh, it's been anger. But lack mm. of forgiveness has created, there's an anger organ in me somewhere I would like a doctor to remove. So it also is because of hurt then. Hurt is sort of kind of puts that bitterness in there. And if you're not teaching your kids how to deal with that, and when you are hurt, when you are angry, when you are bitter, how to translate that into forgiveness. It's for emotional and spiritual welfare. If I don't forgive the people around me and my children grow up not knowing how important this is, and our culture grows up justified, lack of forgiveness is justified. Mm -hmm. And if I... Uh, if I don't teach my children how to do it, it will hamper their spiritual growth. It will hamper their emotional stability. Um, and again, as I said earlier, I think our counseling center is full of people that the root is lack of forgiveness. I think that so many marriages, if people could learn how to forgive, um, and, and it's bizarre some of the things people don't forgive each other for. It just builds and builds and builds and builds. Or the big traumatic forgivenesses. Mm -hmm. um, if we don't learn how to forgive, we will never be able to have an intimate relationship with anybody. Mm -hmm. I don't want my children to go through that. But even if I didn't have the psychological and emotional reasons, God just tells us to do it. Mm -hmm. I mean, in, in Matthew 5.43, you have heard the law that says, love your neighbors and hate your enemies. But I say, love your, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. And in other in other words, forgive. In other words, you, you are people that have hurt you, forgive. First John 1, 9 says this, if anyone claims I am living in the light but hates a Christian brother or sister, that person is still living in darkness. Anyone who loves another brother or sister is living in the light and does not cause others to stumble, including their children who are watching this. See, mm -hmm. our children don't hear with their ears. They hear with their eyes. And our children learn that way. They watch. Mm. And so they see my anger, they see my lack of forgiveness, they hear my statements, they hear my, they just hear me being bitter, let's say, and they learn that this is justifiable adult behavior. And then here's what they learn. They hear the opposite at church if they're listening, if they're listening or right. in Sunday school or wherever they are, and they see me not living that and not even trying to live that. And then they realize, okay, there's two kinds of behavior. I've got church around other Christians' behavior in this, and that extends out to every area. Mm -hmm. I think what happens is in our culture, we are so self-centered and so deserving that when someone has offended us or hurt us, we deserve to be angry. And I think what made Joseph a hero in the Old Testament is the same brothers who sold him into slavery um, 15, 16, maybe 24 years later, come to him looking for food when he's the prime minister and he has total power over them. He forgave them. He gave them all the food they were coming to buy and their money back. They didn't know who he was. He sent them away and decided to test them. He forgave them uh, of what they had done, but he didn't restore the relationship yet. And that's different. Forgiveness and restoration of a relationship are totally different issues. You have to forgive first. And so he forgave them and then checked to see, I can give you all of Egypt. Let me see if I can give you all of Egypt. There's so much lesson in that. Joseph became prime minister of Egypt, not because he had an MBA. He became prime minister of Egypt from prison to prime minister because he had an intact relationship with God. 
And that's because he forgave and trusted God. Don't you think he had a one-up, though, because he was prime minister? I mean, he could look at his brothers in the face. He was at a point of advantage almost. Yeah. So what could he have done to them? Anything. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, getting even was a total opportunity here. (laughs) And, you know, I can't imagine them coming. They know he's dead. When they come to Egypt, uh, you know, 11 years as a slave, two and a half years in prison, seven years of the famine, then three or four years into the famine. It's been all these years. And so they come. Uh, to town. I mean, maybe one of them is sensitive enough to be looking at the slaves in the fields, just wondering and just this confrontation. And they even say it in Hebrew, not knowing Mm -hmm. the prime minister who has a translator next to him to make (laughs) it look like he doesn't speak their language. They even say it's because of what we did to our brother that we're facing this when he put Simeon in prison. They still remembered. Oh, it it was breaking them. That's what broke Joseph. Mm. He went in the back room and wept. But I think there's so much to be learned here, but there's so much to be taught here in a culture that is so just strafed with bitterness and we justify our anger and we pass this disease on to our children and our children are not going to grow up knowing how to have uh, a healthy relationship with other people, but they're also going to be damaged in the relationship with God. Mm -hmm. But it's not seen like that by the culture. It's seen if I'm hurt, let me cut this off because then there are lines and I don't get hurt even more. And we don't realize that we're the ones that hurt others also. Oh, yeah. Well, and let me say, there are some relationships you need to cut off. There, there are times in life that boundaries need to go up. But it's not just the proximity of the person. It's what the person, even though they're away from me, mm-hmm. they could be dead. Yeah. There's still in my heart this anger, you know, just you mention his that person's name in front of me and you can see it in my face type thing mm. that we haven't dealt with it. And when we don't deal with it, we justify it. And when we justify it, we don't help our children deal with when somebody says something nasty to them in middle school or does something to embarrass them and how to process that. We don't give them the power to move on and past mean people by not teaching them how to do this. So it's incredibly important. And we have mixed up some components of forgiveness. And the rest of this week, we're going to talk about how to do this. But Mm -hmm. this is the day we've got to kind of build the foundation on why this is important and what forgiveness is and forgiveness isn't. You know, we have a phrase called forgive and forget. I don't know where that phrase came from. Well, it's not biblical. It's not (laughs) biblical because I've been given the privilege of experiences. Joseph was given an experience with his brothers. He was given an experience with Potiphar's wife. He was given experiences to make him wiser, you know, and we know God causes all things to work together for good for those who love God. That verse doesn't saying we know God causes the good things to work together for good, all things, everything, every single thing in my life to work together for good. You know, Roby, uh, my son had a, had a baby recently, and when he had the baby, three weeks before he had the baby, he did a funeral. And he did a funeral of a friend of his who was a physician at Memorial West Hospital here in South Florida. And uh, that wasn't the hospital he was going to have his baby in, but it turned out it needed to be the hospital he had his baby in. And he did this funeral, and then the hospital staff was there for this physician, and it's a monster hospital. Mm-hmm. Uh, so obviously not all the hospital staff, but you know maybe a couple hundred. I don't really know what the count was uh, because of the physician. Well, all of a sudden, he's in the hospital having this baby, walking these hallways, and even this tenuous situation, God is used for good mm-hmm. um, amongst the hospital staff while he's in there. There are no random acts 
everything in our life is filtered and everything in our life that, you know, he will say later on in life to them when Jacob dies and the boys are terrified and they come to Joseph because has Jacob been stopping you from killing us? What are you doing? And he breaks. He just weeps and he says, are you kidding me? What you meant for evil, God used for good. Mm-hmm. And so it's not that God causes, but he uses and knows it's going to happen. And so we miss out on the learning when we don't get past and on to the forgiving. Don't forget, you keep it. Because it's, it's part of the story. It'll it, be part of the part story. It's part of your training. Yeah. It's, and training is painful and it's part of your yeah. training. And in the process of forgiving, Forgiving, forgiving is cleaning out the wound. God has to heal the wound, but you have to clean the wound. Mm. When I was in high school, I got a very, very bad sports injury and didn't do what I was told by the uh, coach and ended up in the hospital for 19 days. And they had to do a lot of cleaning out of my leg. And uh, for a while, uh, they cleaned it out in the hospital. And then I went home and they taught me how to clean it out. And I was on crutches for a long time. And and there's a huge scar on my leg today. Uh, it was untouchable for six months. It's smackable today. The scar's still there. I understand it. I remember it. I've learned from it. But it's not painful anymore because mm-hmm. I did the cleaning. Mm-hmm. Our job is to clean. It's his job to heal. And so I, I want to help my children with that. And helping my children, if I don't believe this is so unbelievably incredible, important, then I won't teach them and I'll send them out handicapped as far as relationships are concerned because you can't possibly have a marriage relationship without knowing how to forgive. Somebody once said that a marriage is just the union of two really good or a good marriage is the union of two good forgivers. Oh, wow. That's a great. Can I use that from now on? I don't know. Somebody did. If you don't know who, I'm going to say it's Barnes. Yeah, that was absolutely brilliant. (laughs) That's exactly right. I think it was John Eldridge that made the statement, um, forgiving is letting the captive free only to realize the captive was you. Wow. Because the bitterness is debilitating. It doesn't punish anybody. Mm-hmm. You know, we think if I, why should I let them off? Let them off of what? You know, they don't even know half the time right. what they've done or care for that matter. Yeah. No, it, it, it just chains me. And I don't want to send angry children out the door. And I don't want to send angry children unmarriageable into the marriage relationship. It's undoable. But worse than all of that, I don't want to send children out the door whose relationship with Christ is handicapped because it says in that verse, if you don't forgive, you'll be not forgiven yourself. I don't even know what that means. That's a hard pill to swallow. I think it, I know I'm not a theologian and we'll, we'll have people emailing and weighing in, which is awesome. I'm forgiven and I'm going to heaven, but my relationship, my day-to-day relationship of the plans God has for me are interrupted because, yes, I've got the phone number, but I've cut the line temporarily. Mm. And so I, I don't want to miss that with him. I mean, son, how could you ask me for things when one of your other brothers and sisters you haven't forgiven? So the call here is for the unity of the body, but the call here is even more important, the unity of my relationship with God. This is more important than soccer. I have to teach my children the importance and the significance of forgiving the people who have hurt them. You've been listening to Dr. Bob Barnes from Sheridan House Family Ministries here on Parenting on Purpose. I'm your host, Ruthie J. To hear this program again, share it with uh, someone on social media, even to sign up for the podcast and download the app, go online to parentingonpurpose.org. A lot of other topics are found there, too. You can do a great search as well. And to find out more about Sheridan House Family Ministries and the children's homes, the council Counseling Center, and so much more that the ministry offers, go to shfm.org. That's short for Sheridan House Family Ministries. We hope you join us tomorrow as we'll start covering on really practical ways to teach forgiveness to your kids on Parenting on Purpose.